0: Welcome to Pushback. I'm Aaron Maté. There is an important update in the Syria OPCW cover-up scandal that I wanted to share with you. And that is a letter that has just come out, signed by a number of distinguished signatories, calling on the OPCW to stop suppressing the evidence that was gathered in the Duma investigation and to listen to the dissenting inspectors whose findings were censored. This is very important because this letter does not just have eminent people like Noam Chomsky, Daniel Ellsberg, Lawrence Wilkerson, two former senior UN officials, Dennis Halliday and Hans von Sponek, Tulsi Gabbard, the former US Congress member, but also, and I think most importantly here, this letter is signed by five former OPCW officials. So these are five former OPCW officials, including the former director, Jose Bustani, going on the record to call out their former organization and to demand that they weigh the evidence that was suppressed in Douma. And for those who don't know what the story is, I'll summarize it briefly, and then we'll get to this letter and talk about what it says. So basically, in April 2018, the Syrian government was accused of committing a chemical weapons attack in the town of Douma. There was a video released showing dozens of bodies inside a building, and immediately this was blamed on the Syrian government, and within a week, the U.S., Britain, and France bombed Syria based on this allegation. Shortly after that, the OPCW, the world's top chemical weapons watchdog, sent a team into Duma. They conducted an investigation. And to make a long story short, they came out with a report a year later that comported essentially with the U.S. narrative that the Syrian government was guilty of a chemical attack with chlorine in Douma. They didn't directly accuse Syria of this, but that was the inference of their report. They said that there were reasonable grounds that chlorine as a toxic chemical weapon was used, and the only possible party that could have used chlorine from an aircraft was the Syrian government, which controlled the airspace. So that was the inference of the report. But then we got a series of damning leaks from inside the OPCW showing that the inspectors who actually went to Syria for this mission did not reach that conclusion. But what happened was they wrote an initial report that was censored. Their seniors officials tried to put out a bogus report in its place. That was thwarted, but still ultimately the OPCW put out a final report in March of 2019, that still excluded a lot of the key evidence that contradicted claims of Syrian government guilt. So that is the scandal. And instead of responding to it, instead of responding to these damning leaks and speaking to the inspectors who whose findings were suppressed and who protested the cover-up, the OPCW, along with Britain, France, and the U.S., have attacked the whistleblowers have maligned them, accused them of spreading disinformation. Some have suggested that they're under Russian influence or Syrian influence. And there's been a prolonged smear campaign that we've covered extensively at the gray zone. And so in response comes this statement of concern, urging the OPCW to stop attacking the whistleblowers and do what they have not done to date, which is let the inspectors speak, talk to them, and let them air the evidence that was suppressed. So let's go through this letter, what it says, and I'll talk a bit about some of the claims here of this letter because it's very important. So they write in a statement of concern, we wish to express our deep concern over the protracted controversy and political fallout surrounding the OPCW and its investigation of the alleged chemical weapons attacks in Douma, Syria, on April 7th, 2018. Since the publication by the OPCW of its final report in March 2019, a series of worrying developments has raised serious and substantial concerns with respect to the conduct of that investigation. These developments include instances in which OPCW inspectors involved with the investigation have identified major procedural and scientific irregularities, the leaking of a significant quantity of corroborating documents and damning statements provided to U.N. Security Council meetings. It is now well established that some senior inspectors involved with the investigation, one of whom played a central role, reject how the investigation derived its conclusions. And OPCW management now stands accused of accepting unsubstantiated or possibly manipulated findings with the most serious geopolitical and security implications. Calls by some members of the executive council of the OPCW to allow all inspectors to be heard were blocked. And who specifically blocked that was the US, Britain, and France, which has prevented any effort to let the dissenting inspectors present the evidence that was suppressed. So going on with the letter, the inspector's concerns are shared by the first director general of the OPCW, Jose Bustani. And a significant number of eminent individuals have called for transparency and accountability at the OPCW. Bustani himself was recently prevented by key members of the Security Council from participating in a hearing on the Syrian dossier. As Ambassador Bustani stated in a personal appeal to the OPCW Director General, if the organization is confident in the conduct of its Duma investigation, then it should have no difficulty addressing the inspector's concerns. To date, unfortunately, the OPCW senior management has failed to adequately respond to the allegations against it, and despite making statements to the contrary, we understand has never properly allowed the views or concerns of the members of the investigation team to be heard or even met with most of them. It has instead sidestepped the issue by launching an investigation into a leaked document related to the Duma case, and by publicly condemning its most experienced inspectors for speaking out. So this was in response to the leaking of one document. There are many documents that have been leaked, but only one was investigated. That was the first leak. It was this engineering report that was suppressed, but which concluded contradicting the final report that in fact, the cylinders found in Duma, the gas cylinders supposedly containing chlorine, This engineering report concluded that these cylinders were most likely manually placed, which is a suggestion, although not directly stated, that this incident was staged. If it's manually placed, it means it's not dropped from the sky. So going back to the letter in a worrying development, a draft letter falsely alleged to have been sent by the director general to one of the dissenting inspectors was leaked to an open source investigation website in an apparent attempt to smear the former senior OPCW scientist. So what this refers to is that Bellingcat, which is a website that bills itself as this open source investigative website, but really is essentially a NATO troll farm. It's funded by NATO governments, including the U.S., via the National Endowment for Democracy, which is a CIA cutout. Bellingcat published this supposed letter that was sent to one of the whistleblowers. His name is Dr. Brendan Whelan. And Bellingcat said that this letter was sent to Whelan by the OPCW director general and that it undermined all of his concerns because Whelan laid out his complaints in a very detailed letter to the OPCW director general, Fernando Arias. The problem, though, as the gray zone exposed, this letter was a fraud. The actual letter that Arias sent to Whelan contained none of the text that Bellingcat published. So it basically was a scam. And also the claims that were in Bellingcat's fake letter were ludicrous and easily disproved. It tried to claim that there were some new scientific techniques that proved that chlorine gas was used in Duma that were developed after Whelan left the organization. But as we showed at the gray zone, this is contradicted by the OPCW's own published final report. And similar thing with Bellingcat's other claim, where they said that Russia and Syria had secretly accepted the final report's conclusions, which is absurd because for the last two plus years, they've been fighting these conclusions publicly. So if it was true that they had really accepted the conclusions privately, then why couldn't anybody produce evidence of that? Why couldn't the OPCW show where they had done that? And the answer is because they didn't. That was a lie, which again was actually confirmed by the OPCW's own published documents. So that was the Bellingcat scam. Going on with the letter, the open source website, Bellingcat, then published the the draft letter together with the identity of the inspector in question. They doxed Dr. Brendan Whelan. They revealed his name, which is a complete breach of his confidentiality. The letter goes on, even more alarmingly, in a BBC4 radio series aired recently, an anonymous source reportedly connected with the OPCW Duma investigation gave an interview with the BBC in which he contributes to an attempt to discredit not only the two dissenting inspectors, but even Ambassador Bustani himself. That refers to a podcast recently put out by the BBC called Mayday, which attacked the whistleblowers, attacked the former OPCW chief who has spoken out in their defense, Jose Bustani, and it did so by relying on this very dubious OPCW source The letter here says that he's connected, reportedly, with the Duma investigation, but I'm not sure that this person actually was. And because, actually, in the podcast, he refers to the inspection team as they, which suggests that he was not among the actual team. They had to wait for like two weeks. And in those two weeks, the site was under the control of the Russian military and the Syrian government.
1: This is someone I'm going to call Leon. It's not his real name or his real voice, but these are his words. He works for the OPCW. The organisation's mandate is to report their findings and conclusions directly to member countries. So they're rarely, if ever, allowed to address the media themselves. But I tracked Leon down and he agreed to break the rules and talk to me because he recognises that there's still a lot of confusion about what happened in Duma.
0: And also, by the way, this BBC podcast happened to omit a number of countervailing facts, including the fact that a BBC reporter named Rian Dalati had himself concluded that a hospital scene in Duma involving the White Helmets, which was put out in a video to convince the world that there was a chemical, was staged, conveniently left out of the BBC's podcast. They omitted their own colleagues reporting on this very issue, which is very curious. Going on, importantly, recent leaks in December 2020 have evidence that a number of senior OPCW officials were supportive of one OPCW inspector who had spoken out with respect to malpractice. This was another gray zone exclusive. We put out a story in December based on mostly on leaks from inside the OPCW that showed that before this became a public issue, two OPCW executives praised the dissenting inspector, Dr. Brendan Whelan, and one of them in particular voiced concern about the cover-up and said that there's a lot of irregular behavior here. But this executive said they did not want to speak out or make an issue out of it because they didn't want to help, quote, the Russian narrative. But our point, as we pointed out in our article, was that the OPCW should not be about helping or not helping anyone's narrative, whether it's Russia or the U.S. It should be about science. And it was the science here that was suppressed. And that's why you have a letter like this coming out now. So going on, the issue at hand threatens to severely damage the reputation and credibility of the OPCW and undermine its vital role in the pursuit of international peace and security. It is simply not tenable for a scientific organization such as the OPCW to refuse to respond openly to the criticisms and concerns of its own scientists while being associated with attempts to discredit and smear those scientists. So how can you say that you are committed to scientific integrity and transparency when, meanwhile, some of your own anonymous officials, at least one, is leaking false information about the whistleblowers and attacking them? Moreover, the ongoing controversy regarding the Duma report also raises concerns with respect to the reliability of previous fact-finding mission reports including the investigation of the alleged attack at Khan Sheikhoun in 2017. And that was a case where similar to Duma, the Trump administration bombed Syria based on allegations that there was a chemical attack at Khan Sheikhoun by the Syrian government. Reporting by Seymour Hersh has cast major doubt on that as well as other sources. And the fact that the Duma investigation was so seriously compromised indeed raises questions about Incidents like Khan Sheikhoun and others before it going on with the letter. We believe that the interests of the OPCW are best served by the director general, providing a transparent and neutral forum in which the concerns of all the investigators can be heard, as well as ensuring that a fully objective and scientific investigation is completed. To that end, we call on the director general of the OPCW to find the courage to address the problems within his organization relating to this investigation and ensure state parties and the U.N. are informed accordingly. In this way, we hope and believe that the credibility and integrity of the OPCW can be restored. Signed by a number of people, including Jose Bustani, the first director general of the OPCW, Noam Chomsky, Daniel Ellsberg, Tulsi Gabbard, Dennis Halliday, the former U.N. Assistant Secretary General. And uh, Hans von Sponick, another former top UN official, served in Iraq and resigned there because he did not want to oversee the mass killing of Iraqis via the US sanctions. And most importantly to me, on top of Jose Bustani, there are four other former OPCW officials who signed this letter, which is very significant because now. You can no longer argue, as some have tried, that this is confined to a couple of disgruntled OPCW employees. This is now five former OPCW officials joining them and doing so very bravely because, as we've seen, anybody who speaks out on this issue is attacked. Jose Bustani, I interviewed him last year on Pushback, and he told the story about how when he was the head of the OPCW, he was threatened by John Bolton personally because Bustani was standing in the way of the Iraq war. So Bolton told him, we know where your kids live, and forced his ouster. The US engineered his removal by threatening to withhold funds from the from the OPCW. So Bustani had no choice, essentially, but to resign or else the OPCW would not have been able to operate. And he also revealed to me that his office was bugged in the lead up to the Iraq war. So speaking out about this takes a lot of courage. And On that front, I want to go back to the final line where the signatories call on the director general to find the courage to address the problems within his organization relating to this investigation. I want to apply that to media outlets as well, because the Western media across the spectrum has buried this story, which is pretty incredible. You have extraordinary allegations of a cover up. You have whistleblowers. And not only that, do you have the allegations, you have documents. There is a trove of documents released by WikiLeaks. And journalists thrive off of documents. This is what we live for. It's the lifeblood of journalism, really, when you can get actual source documents. And there is a trove of them at the OPCW leaks published by WikiLeaks. And more leaks have come out in outlets like the Gray Zone. And they're explosive. They're very, very damning. They show a censorship of the original report. They show that the team that went to Syria was sidelined and replaced by a team that mostly did not set foot in Syria and that unsupported scientific conclusions were put out. So this is an extraordinary story, one of the biggest pro-war deceptions, I would argue, since the Iraq war. And the entire Western media is pretty much ignoring it or whitewashing it. And I unfortunately include self-proclaimed adversarial sites like the intercept and democracy now and that which have not touched this story at all or if they have touched it they've done it in a way that is completely inaccurate so we have not just a cover-up scandal at the opcw but a media scandal as well and i hope that a letter like this with so many prominent signatories will change that and will encourage more outlets to cover this vitally important story Now, one outlet that has covered it or one show that has covered it on top of the gray zone is Tucker Carlson, who has actually been on the story from the start. He was initially skeptical of the claims used to justify the April 2018 bombing of Syria. And he's covered this story since as more revelations have come out. And I actually spoke to Tucker Carlson on Friday night about this story. The facts here are overwhelming. The original OPCW team that went to Syria did not find any evidence of a chemical weapons attack in Douma. They wrote up their findings in a report. That report was suppressed and kept from the public. They were then removed from the investigation and replaced by officials who had never set foot in Syria, who then put out a final report that excluded the key scientific findings of the original team and reached unsupported conclusions. And this is not just an allegation from two whistleblowers. It's documented in a damning series of leaks that have come out. Uh, They were given to WikiLeaks. We've gotten some, too, at the gray zone. And they show in great detail what happened here, what a cover-up this was, and anybody can see the facts for themselves. Now, instead of grappling with these facts, the OPCW, as you said, has attacked these whistleblowers. At the UN Security Council, when Jose Bustani, the former OPCW chief, came to speak out in support of these dissenting inspectors, The U.S. and its allies blocked him from speaking. So when you won't let the actual scientists speak, when you won't let their evidence be weighed, and when you're preventing top officials like Mr. Bustani from speaking at the U.N. Security Council, it tells you something. It tells you that there is something to hide. It's a cover up. And that is why this week this letter came out featuring a number of prominent signatories, Daniel Ellsberg, Noam Chomsky, Tulsi Gabbard, Colonel Lawrence Wilkerson, as well as five former OPCW officials calling this out. And the reason why, as you say, these lies can lead to war. We know the consequences from the Iraq Iraq war of going to war based on lies. And even now today, these allegations of chemical attacks in Syria are being used to justify the ongoing U.S. military occupation there and the sanctions that are destroying Syria, preventing the import of food and medicine, destroying Syria's economy preventing it from rebuilding. And that is not good for Syrians. It's not good for Americans. It's only good for warmongers in Washington. I completely agree. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, why is this left to Aaron Maté in the gray zone to report? Where's the New York Times in this? But I'm I'm grateful that you have. And I'm I'm glad you came (laughs) on tonight. Aaron, thank you. Tulsi Gabbard, who signed this letter of support for the whistleblowers and has also been very critical of the overall U.S.-backed dirty war on Syria and who has been vilified for her criticism, she also spoke about this story.
1: Uh, Well, when this is all happening, Tucker, I was asking the same question that you were, where is the evidence? Where is the evidence that would provide the basis for the U.S. to launch a military strike against Syria, and that evidence was never presented? And it's very clear now, as time has gone on, that uh, there was a cover-up. And why was there a cover-up? It became very clear that uh, this this OPCW report, the final report, was tailored before it was actually released in order to provide cover for that unconstitutional military strike that the United States launched against Syria in April of 2018. And really what's at stake here is um, the credibility of, of this international organization, the OPCW, that people are supposed to be able to trust to be a neutral entity, to provide objective facts based on what their investigators have found on the ground. And it's very clear that that did not happen in this instance. And the impact of this is not only the credibility of this investigation into this this uh, alleged uh, chemical weapons attack in douma in syria but it will impact and undermine the credibility of all past reports and investigations from the opcw as well as any future uh, reports and investigations they conduct it begs and calls into question their very integrity
0: so hopefully more people will join the signatories of this letter the brave signatories People like Noam Chomsky, Daniel Ellsberg, Jose Bustani, and the four other former OBCW officials. Hopefully, this letter will be enough for media outlets that have ignored this story to break the media blockade and to start covering it. Because if a story like this is buried, it's sending a very chilling signal on multiple fronts. It's telling whistleblowers that when you take a grave risk and you challenge subterfuge internally, and a serious one, a cover-up of a investigation with major geopolitical implications that lead to a bombing of a country. If you challenge that, we're not going to pay attention to you if it does not align with the narrative of our government, which is the case here in the case of Western audiences with the US, Britain, and France. It's also saying that When there is evidence that undermines the case for a bombing of a country like Syria, when the evidence is actually documented by the people who investigated it in the world's top chemical weapons watchdog, but we're not going to even acknowledge it. We're not even going to acknowledge the evidence and we're not going to acknowledge the whistleblowers who challenge the suppression of that evidence. That's sending a very chilling message that media outlets are willing to give their governments license to lie and to launch more wars based on deceptions like this. And it's very chilling. And if the preponderance of evidence that was suppressed and the eminent voices that are now calling for that evidence to be heard and calling for the world to support the whistleblowers, if that cannot do it, if that cannot break the sound barrier, then that is as big a scandal as the OPCW cover-up scandal itself.